Gentlemen, what the hell was that season finale? Gray. Yes? It's called a motor race. Welcome back to Motorsport 101. And we all lived happily ever after. Hey! <laughs> let's go! Planks, you can find us one more time, real quick. God, I wish it was that simple. I wish you it was I wish it was so simple. I wish they had just hit each other at turn one and crashed out. It would have been so much simpler. Nobody wanted that. I prefer it to this. I prefer mm. it to this. It's it's one of those things where in hindsight we actually probably would have liked it more. Hi gang, welcome to episode 335 of Motorsport 101. I'm your friendly neighborhood host, Trey Harrison, and welcome to the season decider heard around the world. Amazingly, this is not the first time this season I've said this. And, uh, we have a title decided that went exactly how we didn't think it would go, and somehow it probably turned out worse for it. Because, of course, this season that's been one of the greatest and one of the most dramatic came up with an ending that not even we could have foreseen. <laughs> so... We're all just sitting here, shaking our damn heads, pondering our life decisions, and wondering how in God's name did we even get to this point. Um, we will try, and I do mean try, because there is no guarantee we'll get there in the next hour and change or so, about how the hell we got to this point. With me, as always, on the show, first and foremost, in the subtly dressed orange while drinking orange juice on the show, in, in, in a completely subtle gesture, is Ryan King. Hello, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I need to clarify, I'm wearing orange for every other reason except the one you think it is. It could be, it could be uh, KTM, it could be uh, the Knicks. What do be... you have to celebrate as a KTM supporter right now? <laughs> Uh, it was. It was just. It was just unfortunate coincidence. <laughs> look, look, look! As my brother famously said on his on our Discord server, Remy Gardner won the Moto Two World Title, but at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's King for you, RJ. How you doing, man? Um. My favorite indoor sport is back, the World Darts Championships on. I actually got it on the background while we're watching this. Um, I had to... Right. So what what would be like the opposite of a Formula One paddock in terms of like social interaction? What would be like hmm. the... like? Because that's what I needed to get to. Uh, earlier this week in the last couple days. Was that so you're Boston. telling me that you needed to go outside Madison Square Garden after a Knicks game. That's the opposite of a Formula <laughs> 1. <laughs> Bing bong. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, because I, I can't afford tickets. I can't afford single damn tickets. No, no, no. no. Knicks. Uh, you, oh, no, if the Knicks keep playing like it. this, you can you'll be able to afford tickets. Yeah, and you you don't have to go to the game; you just need to go outside the garden. After oh, okay, the okay. Well, regardless, I, I I spent the day in Boston with friends. Uh, I I just needed to unplug from what seemed like um, well, 
there's there's no set delicate way to put this. This felt like uh, this this was as damaging as Chernobyl and Bhopal <laughs> in terms of in terms of bad faith discourse, in terms of reaching into the toilet to find the slimiest, shittiest takes that you can and amplifying them for no reason. Mm-hmm. It just Huh. Where do I even start with this? I've got nothing. And, I, and I'm, I'm lead host here, and I'm still trying to figure this out. Uh, <laughs> Cam, how are you coping down there? <laughs> for, those who, for those who aren't watching... He's just reached for a can of Red Bull because I've forgotten the only one who predicted Red Bull to win the Drivers' Championship this year was Cameron friggin' Buckley. No. Uh, okay, I, uh, let, me, let me answer that again. How smug are you feeling right now? You know, the internet tells me that when I drink this Red Bull, I should feel ashamed of winning in this way. And that this is a farce. And I have to say, <laughs> as he takes another swig, <laughs> ignorance is bliss. <laughs> I apologize in advance, listeners and viewers. Cam is going to be unbearable for the entirety of this episode because I went all in with the Admiral Akbar. It's a trap meme, and I've got egg on my face right now. And it was before this finale had even started. Um, so, uh, well done, Cam, you jammy sod. Um, enjoy your Red Bull. <laughs> he clearly is. And, uh, oh boy. Basically, you can find us before we inevitably start apple bobbing in this toilet. We're on YouTube.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Twitter at Motorsport underscore 101. And if you'd like to follow our personal handles, you can at Harrison101HD, at RJ O'Connell, at Ryan Eric King. And at cbuckley 917 you can follow us on Instagram at Motorsport101Pod. Our website, Motorsport101.com, which got a brand new sprucing up last week. Check it out already, as well as some extra thoughts from me. Um, because I've got, got some extra thoughts from me on the finale. There's a couple of pieces on there about that. Because we go hard in the paint when there's a all-time ridiculous season decider up in here. Up in here. And uh, yes, we're also available on Patreon. If you really, really like us and you'd like to back us financially on there, you can at patreon.com forward slash motorsport. Well, look, there you go. We spruced it up for mobile as well. RJ's showing it off right here. All the content you could possibly handle right there and then. It's sexy. It's beautiful. You'll love to see it. It's color um, coordinated too. Oh yeah, it's like it's, it's dark and purple, just like my soul. Um, it's, uh, yeah, huge thanks to our website designer Steph Hunter for that. When you can check her out at Silver Coach, she does the Lord's work. My, my bio, for me. My, my bio will be on the website soon. I just had to take this week to have a slow mental breakdown about the sport I love. Fair, entirely fair, given the way this week has played out. But if you really like us, you can check us out actually on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash motorsport101. You can check us out on there. Five bucks gets you early access to all of our audio shows. Ten bucks, get up to the video version of all our shows. And you get the chance to enter our supporters club, where you can listen to these episodes live as they're being recorded. Gentlemen, we could put this off no longer. It's time to open the toilet bowl. And review the 2021 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. But before we do that, 
we are skipping straight to the final six laps. You probably what? already know why. Uh, let's, uh, let's take a summary of events. We've gotten through a contentious first lap, a virtual safety car intervention, uh, most, uh, I would say over 50 laps of nothing burger racing because bless, bless the people in charge of renovating Yas Marina Circuit for trying. This is still not a place where overtaking is going to be plentiful in these kind of cars. So we have six laps to go and we find Nicholas Latifi's Williams uh, crashed in the wall at turn 14 uh, right after we get out from underneath the Yas Hotel. Uh, he hits the wall. He's fine. That brings out a safety car. Lewis Hamilton's in the lead of the race trying to one-stop his way to a championship-winning victory. Max Verstappen, who has not had the pace to live with Hamilton uh, since the drop of the green flag, at least not on the same strategy, he's going to take another stop to go for a new set of soft tires because this may be his last chance to attack once the race restarts under safety car. But it looks like the race is going to end under safety car. Uh, Latifi's car gets cleared. Lap cars are not allowed to overtake. We have, we have Hamilton at the front of the safety car queue, and then we have five lap cars in between him and second place Max Verstappen. But just as we're about to get the signal uh, for the white flag, lap 58, Michael Massey changes his mind as our race controller, Michael Massey, with two laps to go, he specifically says that the five lap cars between Matt and Lewis can unlap themselves at the same time that he calls for the safety car to come in with one lap left. So uh -huh. we have got, under the, under the circumstances that, uh, these are the circumstances we wanted, right? A last lap sprint to the side of the championship? Not like this. Not like this. We have the last lap of the championship, Verstappen easily passes Lewis Hamilton at turn five, defends a counterattack into turn nine, and pulls away for his 10th win of the season and the one that makes him your 2021 Formula One World Drivers Champion. Mercedes lodged two protests after the race, one for Matt's passing Lewis under the safety car for a split second as they were bunching up to take the restart, and another against the result after the controversial safety car reshuffle. Both were objective. Mercedes are considering a further appeal that will go up to the International Court of Arbitration for Sport. You know, the big one. The big one that oversees all of sport. Valentino okay. Rossi special. Just send it straight to the Court of Arbitration. Right. Um, Trey. What do you make yes. about oh. that last lap restart? Is you've had some time to write about this. So if you want to just like resummarize, or if you've had time to just think about if you need, if you've had some time to like change your stats on anything, that's cool. Mm. But just what'd you make of all this? I mean, I I tried to pick. I, I I've been very open trying to talk to people about this. People I like, people I respect, people on Twitter. I've written about it myself. My my gut feeling on what that finish was after the fact has not really changed. And it's that Michael Massey went full Netflix. He wanted a last lap decider to decide the championship. Victim be damned. Um, we, we, we should also point out that this is not speculation. In the decision document that the stewards came out with, 
it included a quote from Michael Massey saying that he did it to ensure a green flag finish. Yeah, this is, this is not speculation. This is not me trying to reach for a big argument to get a headline or to go on Twitter. This is a fact. Matt, like Massey had said, apparently it was decided long ago that the teams would prefer a green flag finish. Apparently. Who this knew? Big, big, big monkey paws energy. Big, be careful what you wish for energy. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, my lord. So, uh, yeah, you, um, know, you know, James Hinchcliffe uh, really put it best. Man, racing is wild when Netflix is calling the shots. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. So, um, so in, in my humble opinion, I, my, my thoughts on it have not changed. I think this was... Uh, they they wanted the big showpiece decider, a one lap sh- the, the, the the movie fin the movie finish, a one lap shootout. You couldn't have the written a movie like this. Off. They wouldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's completely rigged. They wanted a one lap sprint decider between Hamilton and Verstappen. Consequences be damned. Midfield be damned. Forget anything else that mattered. We wanted our Hollywood ending right here and now. And unfortunately, in doing so, Michael Massey broke his own sporting regulations in order to do so. And that is the biggest issue I have of all of this. Now, I'm trying my very best. And if anybody wants to, to disagree with me and interject, feel free. Because I'm. everybody knows, listen to this show, knows I'm a regular on social media. It's very quickly, as we all probably could have predicted, it's descending into Lewis versus Max. Lewis was screwed. Hashtags trending all over the internet. I will tell you this right here and now. And this is me being completely honest. I don't give a flying fuck who the victim was here. The point is, there was a victim. The issue is not Lewis got screwed or that Max won this championship. I am a Formula One fan first. That is where my passion lies. That is where my dedication lies as a fan. I've watched this sport for 20 years, right? I love Formula One. It has been a huge hobby of mine. It's shaped my life. It's why you're listening to this show right now, right? If you are truly passionate about this sport, that's where your anger should be heading, not which driver got screwed. Because in doing that, you marginalize and trivialize the real issue, and that was... One man ultimately decided this championship for the sake of trying to go viral on social media or trying to get all the clicks and views and articles that we can watch. This is so infuriating because, this for those guys who don't know, because I'm, I'm the only British host on this show, this race was free to air in the UK. Sky cut a deal with Channel 4 to make this show free to air. 7.7 million people in this country. Um watched that finale if you if you take euro 2020 out of the mix it's the second most watched sporting occasion in the country this year behind emma raducanu you know when she won that tennis thing and in the <laughs> yeah sorry king um Jesus. and the netherlands <laughs> in the, the netherlands same deal free to wear 6.6 million people watched that race that was a third of the netherlands a third of the country watched that race this was the big this was the biggest showcase possible for this sport it's had probably since 2008 i would argue and and they the screwed sport, it they screwed it they screwed it they 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 fucked it for for their own entertainment purposes and they effectively kicked one title contender to the curb for the sake of a 
frilling finish that wasn't really all and that, that thrilling. Because if you know, because if you know the sport, you knew exactly what was going to happen once those lap cars are allowed to overtake. Yep. And it, it, it's yeah, it it's it makes you feel dirty inside. Um, you know, go on, Cam. Mm. Uh, what it boils down to, and we've seen this plenty of times this year, is that the FIA is not favoring or um, is not favoring or coming down on harshly on one driver or the other. They ruled no. in favor of the show. The show. Both in being hands-off on lap one and being hands all the way on directly dictating what was going to happen at the end of the race. Mm. And in both incidents, screwing one title contender or the other for hashtag for the clicks. This is this is a lot different, though. This finale Mm -hmm. is a lot. different. There were other ways they could have ensured a green flag finish. They chose the one way that wasn't in the regulations. So there was no way. Exactly. There was no way to strategize, assuming that this would be a potential outcome. It's like, so Kang, let's get one second in. (laughs) Like King, remember Baku? Baku could have Mm -hmm. solved all of Michael Massey's problems right there and then. He was universally applauded for that two-lap standing restart that had the thrilling title flashpoint of the. Okay, you can never guess that Lewis Hamilton's going to play whack a mole with his steering wheel going into turn one on that standing restart at the end, but. We got some thrilling action, a fight for the podium, a two-lap standing restart to finish the race because he pulled out a red flag. So, they, I mean, okay, I don't know how much of that was on purpose and how much of that was the damage of Verstappen's car, et cetera, et cetera. But, point is, Michael Massey could have ended that race right there and then. He could have really? called it because we were past three-quarters distance. He could that's have called what, it. That's he, what I'm thinking. Latif, yeah. When they saw Latifi's car in the barrier, I'm thinking, why didn't they throw a red flag? And I know coming off of Saudi Arabia when we're all having a moan about free tire changes that, yeah, maybe Lewis Hamilton would have just gotten the perfect launch off the grid again and won the championship and and none of this would have ever mattered. But at least it would have ensured a fairer fight to the finish. The thing that I don't understand is that the call that lap cars were not going to be allowed to overtake mm-hmm. came pretty much immediately. Right. Mm-hmm. It was like bang, bang. Free laps we're sending, we're releasing some of the cars and also the safety cars coming in. Yeah, which because is this all, all would have been. That's also right. against the rules. You're not allowed to do that. Uh, right. If you what, the same lap you let the lap cars through, you also have to restart the race the following lap. You're legally not allowed to do the same on the same lap. Yeah, if you if you wanted to ensure the finish as it ended up happening with the two title contenders at front, the lap cars were organized the prior lap. Let them through on 56 instead of 57. You know, you're still going to have people aggrieved here, but you not you're not going to have broken your own regulations to create At least it would have been in the rule book. <sighs> yeah. You have to remember, at first, lap cars were not going to be allowed to pass. And then, what has been become a running theme over the course of the year, uh, Red Bull Gun Team Radio complained about it. And we don't know if that changed Massey's mind or not, but we got a new message saying, okay, lap cars can now overtake. We only need one lap to race, I think was Christian Horner's comments. <laughs> yeah. Uh- we're free to and go. they were not the only one. Um, Alonzo was furious on the radio when it was the call came down that lap cars were not allowed to race. It's like they tried to make everyone and no one happy at the same time. And then 
to get the finish we got broke what three separate rules in the rule book? Uh-huh. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Where I it's, think the way, the way I processed the, the way this race ended up, it was just like you once you get past the shock and sudden immediacy of the championship changing hands of the final lap. Then you just kind of take a deep breath and realize, wow, this this could have been handled much better. Yeah, like yeah. Least. Once you get through that initial shock, and then you actually go mm. through the rule book, you realize how much was overwritten to allow this to happen. Mm. But you yeah. see, King, there is a rule that allows this. Yeah, Article fifteen point three, or as I like to call it, as I like to call it, the don't care plus L plus ratio rule. Michael yeah. Massey is a god king and can do what he wants. Yeah, and, and that I, should I, be reserved for things like, you know, uh, Belgian Grand Prix when we have monsoon conditions. Not yeah, just exactly. to, like, cover your own backside when the first and best option you could have taken to ensure an idyllic green flag finish between your two title contenders for the win of the championship when, when you fail to act on that. Like, I feel mm-hmm. I need to point this out, because on social media, obviously, me and a bunch of other people were quick to point out how Massey was uh, ignoring the regulations, and like a crucifix to a vampire, for staff and fans were in my replies, just replying just simply, 15.3, 15.3, and the idea that the idea that the only justifiable reason that the race director could override the regulations is simply that he can is not a good argument to why he should. It's it's the stupidest argument imaginable. It's like, oh, it's okay because he can do this. Like, nobody likes genre. It's the scene. It's the scene scene from Parks and Recreation where he just hands over the piece of paper, I can do what I want. It's Jean-Marie Balestra saying, the best decision is my decision. Yeah, yes. like, honestly, like, I, I, I wrote about this on the website, I described it as, like, the end of the 10th Doctor's run on Doctor Who. Like, if anyone's ever seen it, my favourite story ever on Doctor Who is The Waters of Mars. If anyone's ever seen that episode, you know how the last 15 minutes of that episode's go, where Tennant is on the back of the rocket ship going, the laws of time are my own, and I can, un- and I'm gonna win, and he changes a fixed point of time just so he can win the battle against this unknown alien threat. And the consequences of that action, I'm not going to spoil it for you, go out of your way to watch that episode, but the consequences that come about as the end of what that happened at the end of that episode are cataclysmic. Like, it it changes the entire history of the planet um, because of how that story ends. And this is what essentially what happened here. I can jump out of the window right now. Legally, I can do that. It doesn't mean you should do that. And please, if don't you cannot, we don't, if you cannot see the memorial episode for you, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah. if you cannot see why one man having the ability in the in his own rule book and and bend that article, however you want to try and justify your terrible decision, is a good thing, just because your driver was the one who benefited from said inaction or said action then you're being ignorant to the problem at hand. No one person should have that much power and authority in this sport to essentially god the finish. That's ridiculous. Like, yeah, because I'm, I'm pretty sure it would have 
we would be talking about the situation with everything reversed if Massey had done the opposite, not restarted the race and ended the race behind the safety car. Yeah, I think Verstappen fans would still be pissed off because obviously Hamilton's yeah. won on the yellow, but at least no one can say the sport's oh, yeah. been put into disrepute. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know, 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 know think. I think mm. even beyond beyond that point, it's a, what what confuses me with that is that we cleared Latifi's car with three laps to go. Yeah. yeah, and we had time. The lap cars were lined up. Let them pass. Only you've already made the call that they're not allowed to pass. Yeah. So it's yeah. like yeah. it's like you've decided that the race is not going to go back to green. Yeah. And then you cover your own ass. To create a green flag finish by breaking oh. your rules when all of that could have been avoided. So yeah. it's it seemed like before I want to say external interference before before the decision was made to reverse that call, it seemed like we were going to go green, but yeah. with all the cars in place, right? And even then, the Stappen guys might have been a bit pissed off, but then all the guys that are in the traffic jam are going to immediately get blue flags. They're going to get out of the way because there's blue flags immediately. Like, if there was two laps to go, Verstappen might have still had a reasonable chance of winning that race Oh, he, he was going to get it because the, the operative thing here is that Verstappen had so much tire advantage that it, 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 took, it took two corners. That's true. And That's true I, to I don't, But I, I want to jump in and say that hmm. it takes... It takes him catching one car at the wrong corner to get stuck behind for six or seven or how many other corners, and then all of a sudden, not he, in the first, he, not in the first half of the lap, not in the first for him, half of the lap here. But for him to clear five cars like over two laps, it's it's, it's still marginal. it's still an effort. They're like, yeah, yeah well, it's still well, an the effort. thing. The thing is, signs did. Exciting. The thing is, signs did because signs, of course, got stuck behind lap cars that weren't selected to overtake. Yeah. They had already gotten yeah. out of the way before we had hit the hairpin where Verstappen made the uh, the move on Hamilton. And that's fair. Yeah. They, the, the lap cars, they, they did do their part. They didn't get in the way of all that. And I don't think they would have in this instance. Just, but, it's but just that's another consequence. That's another consequence of this finish. The midfield had their entire races altered and compromised to benefit this fight at the front. Lance, Lance Stroll was denied a chance at points. Carlos Sainz was denied a chance of going after Verstappen. You know, like, Sainz could have won this race on another day. Like, in an alternate universe, you know? Like, the entire midfield's races were compromised and altered to benefit the only thing that mattered, and that was that finale. And that Hashtag, hashtag for the clicks. Getting roasted is getting posted. Well, like, yeah. Like, if we gave Massey all the benefit of the doubt, and he did what he used to, like tried to do it like the best case scenario, which I think would have been the red flag. So Latifi mm-hmm. crashed with six to go. We red flag it. It takes a lap to get them in. Then it takes a lap to get them out for the formation lap. Then we get a three lap sprint to the finish. It would have been amazing, yeah. but Massey yeah. couldn't think quick enough. And yeah. that, I think, I think that's what it boils down to is that Massey couldn't think quick enough, put himself in the corner and his only way out of that corner was to enact the God King clause. Yeah. yeah. And, and, that makes and, her, the whole, makes her and the happy. whole sport, the whole sport paid for it in one way or another. Yeah, yeah because the reaction to it afterwards was thermonuclear. 
You know, like unlike anything I've probably Malaysia, ever seen. Malaysia 2015 and MotoGP is the only thing I've seen like this. Like yeah. it, it was, it was a situation where it, it isn't normally like this, where the where the media is universally saying this was a bad decision. One hundred and one percent of the media was against this call. The media never agrees on anything in this sport. Except this. This was the one time that everybody in unison was like, you done fucked up. This um, is it's it's incredible. What, what, what it ended up doing. About. You know, what this ended up doing, no matter which side of the fence you're on, is it it denied Lewis a chance to defend himself, although I do think he should have he could have and should have done a better job of defending mm -hmm. the, that position, mm -hmm. even if it meant putting Verstappen all four off. And it denied sure. Max the chance to properly earn it if you're if you get take that viewpoint because it was a it was a gimme it was a gimme pass at the end of the day yeah, you still take was. those if you're Verstappen at the end of, of the day your name is on the championship trophy but it yeah. left a bad taste in everybody's mouth indeed indeed and well what next gentlemen because we um, as we're recording this on Wednesday we don't Mercedes know. have a, Mercedes have about. 10 hours left if they want to lodge a second appeal to the international court of appeal i don't think they, they lose any i don't think they stand to lose anything if they if they decide to go appeal a, 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 Slides a bit of cash. well the problem well, well the problem is right now is that um you know that meme of president barack obama putting a medal on barack obama <laughs> that's kind of the, that's kind of the fia investigating themselves here because mm. At the end of the day, Article 15.3 supersedes the other rules. The paper that says, I can do what I want. Yeah. And, and that's the only way it's going to go any further. Yeah, that's going to hold up in that instance. Um, and the only way it goes further is if it goes to the uh, International Court of Appeals for Sport. But well, yeah, the right of now... Court of Arbitration. Court of Arbitration. Court of Arbitration. Yes, me, yeah, yes. me think... Look, the, the Red Bull's now damaging my brain cells. <laughs> um, and currently, as of December 15th, uh, 4.12 in the afternoon, in eight minutes we can blaze it. Right now, it's kind of split whether Mercedes is going to pursue this or yeah. leave it alone for the reputation of the sport. We just don't know as of right now. They've there's got 10 no, hours there's to make no decision. There's no hours. way they could proceed with this appeal in a way that makes them look good. Because they proceed with the appeal, it continues the it continues the perception that they're sore losers. Whether or not their perception is true, I'll leave that up to you to decide. If they don't appeal, it's it looks like they're just rolling over well, and accepted what we've got that they right got fucked over. Mercedes trying to scrub social media of any aspect of them celebrating their eighth consecutive world constructors title. And I thought that they would really do that. Toto Wolf being absolutely lost in the sauce. I don't think they care so much about Valtteri Botas getting lost in the sauce in that same party, mind you. Oh my, yeah. everyone, everyone who won a championship was just, was just pissed out of their mind. Jeez, yeah. imagine if that had happened at 10 Downing. <laughs> oh god. No idea what you're talking about. No idea. It, it didn't happen, but if it did happen, they absolutely followed the rules. Anyway, it's, look, it's, it's... Mercedes on social media, look, they're not the team. They just make the tweets. I don't want to go too far into that because they literally... They're not making make any tweets. tweets right now. Yeah, In fact, and the all they've really tweeted since the end of the race is uh, the official no result of the appeal. 
Yeah. Yeah. We have no words, and that's about as far as it's gone, as far as uh, tweets written by them. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a lose-lose for everybody involved. I would completely understand if Mercedes wanted to take this as far as they can, because it's bullshit, and they missed it. They're the ones that ultimately lost out as a result of a bullshit call. And if they want to take that as far as they want to take it, that's ultimately on them, and I could not blame them mm. if they were to do something like that. Not at all. The and, question and is admittedly, that- admittedly, it's like a complete outsider. Nothing's going to change in terms of officiating if Mercedes don't protest. Right, right. You know, and like they're literally giving the prizes out tomorrow. You know, so it's yeah. It's- in fact, uh, the FIA at the FIA gala. Um- well, all the World Championship Constructors Championship winning cars are present, except for two. Yeah. The two that was, wear the three-pointed star. Yeah. It's, 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 it's getting petty already up in here. Um, it's, a, it's a good day to be Toyota Gazoo Racing. What can we say? I know! <laughs> the um, 10 for Race Car of the Year! Let's go! We get the whole stage um, themselves. Now, look, I, I would not blame them all if they wanted to take it further. According to a couple of sports lawyers, they have a compelling case... Whether Mercs want to do that and further, you know, the, it, it's. I say it's a lose lose because no one's going to come up smelling of roses as a result of this. The no, because there's a, there's a fundamental point of this is that, yeah. unfortunately for everyone involved, neither party did anything wrong. No, the ones certainly. who are in the wrong are the FIA, uh-huh. yeah. and the only people they can answer to here is the Court of Arbitration for Sport. And if and they could conceivably, it's not a ridiculous scenario. They could overturn that finish. And if they overturn that finish, Hamilton can end up with the championship. And then what the hell do we say? What the hell do we do then? Oh, Verstappen was denied a championship that he had, he had no indication well, then, or no say in losing. Well, well, and if that yeah. happens, and if that happens, then the other parties and like other racing teams, because not just Red Bull benefited from this, their sister team, Yuki Tsunoda, baby, we'll get to him later. I'll get to that. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll other teams. Other teams lost out, and other teams gained from this. Yeah, of course. And ultimately, you, you someone's someone is getting punished either with action or inaction on this one. No matter I what, don't think, I someone's going to lose result here. Of this will, I don't think we're going to change the end result of this race based on what the court of championship sport. No, uh, says, even though I should, I should point out that Cass's are overturned other co- competitive results before. Oh I mean, yeah, it's, it's oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, possible. they absolutely have. But that's my point. One way or the other, someone's getting punished here due to the FIA's incompetence. Right. And that's the... And the the question I want to pose to you, fellas, is should Massey go? And if yes or no, what else needs to change? Um, Tie Uh, him to some cinder blocks and drop him to the lake at the McLaren Technology Center. We do not condone this, but... uh, We can... can, uh, He can hang out with uh, Tim Goss down there. Look, look, someone needs to be held accountable for this, and Mm. it's hard not to point the finger at the race director that's already had question marks asked about. It's a bit like the Houston Astros. The Houston Astros cheating scandal. What what ultimately came up with it? AJ Hinch, a very successful manager in baseball, uh, had to stop managing for a year and Mm. lost his job out of it. Uh, They had their front office gutted. Because they were seen as um, they were seen as having a lost a lost institutional control. That's a phrase that comes up in college football as well. They lost institutional control. At this well, point, that's I'm, what's going on. I'm fully prepared I, I for Michael Massey to 
to uh, to either be made to resign or resign of his own volition because he got the hell out of Abu Dhabi with answering no questions, none whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame. Yeah, him. a lot of uh, the, the only people the uh, going no out there. <laughs> the only people out here answering questions willingly were uh, wearing dark blue and red. Yeah, I'm fully prepared for Michael Massey to be made to mm. resign or to quit of his own volition. What I don't have confidence in is, yeah, you can replace somebody who's been largely unpopular since the day that he took his job under under terrible circumstances. But I don't think that alone is going to change anything. Just re- just from replacing one, it, the issues the issues are systemic. Yeah. But he he earned his pink slip. I would say yeah. this uh, th- this incident because ultimately he had he exercised executive control over the situation. And there's a couple times that he, that he's been in the right to do that this year mm. at Spa. It was a fringe unseen situation and he broke the, the rules to try and ensure that we got some racing he failed ultimately that's not on him yeah not he did the same at saudi arabia he did the same at saudi arabia to enact the plea deal which was probably the best piece of stewarding done in saudi arabia sure but man this stunk this was bad yeah. sanitation like, workers were seen in his office they couldn't comes. take that smell. People yeah, blame because... Michael Massey for shit that like isn't even under his jurisdiction, but this was worse Not than sending cars was. out to qualify. This was worse than sending cars out to qualify while there were still safety vehicles on the track in Turkey. This yeah. was worse. Oh, yeah. than I, it's it's it, if you do things by the book, at the end of the day, it's not going to be your fault. It's going to be the fault of the FIA. You yeah. invoke fifteen point three and take executive control of the situation. If something happens, it's on you. Yeah, that is on you, pal. And something did. <laughs> something did. And, and we and we certainly did. And yeah, heads are gonna roll. And yeah, I just it's it's so infuriating that we we need consistency in this sport more than ever because people yeah. are gonna be each other's necks regardless. Boy. And. And we've had complicated scenarios play out multiple times this season. Look, he did this in Belgium. I I, I 100% endorsed what he did in Belgium. He tried to put a race on, which is ultimately what we all wanted as fans. A lot of people still gave him shit for that. And I was one of the few people to defend him saying, look, in that scenario, I get why he did what he did. Like that, I can understand. This was like Belgium was a genuine act of God. I've never seen that track with conditions that terrible. Well, in that, in their uh, opera, there lies the problem with this use of fifteen. Uh, Nigel, three, yeah, <laughs> because it was, to, this uh, wasn't a, this wasn't had his own say. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Oh, jeez, it felt like it at some point. Mm. What this was. 15.3 usually comes into play when there is a fringe situation that they, we don't necessarily have rules for or, the, or those rules cannot apply yeah. due to the situation at hand. An act, an In this case, law. we had rules. We had rules written fine print and they were ignored for the benefit of the show. Mm-hmm. And that motorsport cannot be officiated in that way. No, no. We give we give NASCAR and IndyCar and even recently WC like what are Freitas 
generally regarded as one of the best stewards in the business. Oversaw a WC finale where the GT Pro Championship was decided on a dump and run. We can get into Formula yeah. E and all the mess of this season. And right we can there. To every NASCAR. And, yeah. It's, and right it's there. MotoGP. Right there. The FIA with the WEC finale. They officiated in favor of the show. Uh, with mm -hmm. FE all year. They officiated for the show. And when you try to take hands off or you try to you try to let certain things go because you're afraid of them affecting the show. Mm -hmm. That's when they do. Nobody because wants you're Tim, not nobody, being consistent. Nobody wants Tim Donaghy calls uh, in the Lakers vs. King series played out on track. Nobody <laughs> wants to see someone no. get a 25 second time penalty for not for taking way too soon to repass a car like we had in Belgium 2008. We don't want to go back to like hard ass penalties. We go we don't want to go to penalties like ticky tack penalties deciding a championship, but this was like that on the opposite end of the scale because the referee swallowed their whistle. Yeah, and that's and they, the problem. Yeah. And they put out a and big old belch. And there's gonna be huge ramifications for this sport and how it looks itself in the mirror, and not only to themselves, but to the people that are watching going forward. And this story will not end. We'll probably have more on this most likely next step next week yeah. when we do our season review episode it's it, there, there might be more that comes up between now and then in fact, i think there's a good chance there'll be more oh, yeah, on this it, it's guaranteed cause... we'll know we'll know yeah. uh, well, whether well, mercedes is taking this further or not well no uh the fia will have a new president both candidates have already you know made comments about the situation Ooh. sweet succulent use of a new event <laughs> to get ahead in an election yeah. I love democracy. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, so more on that on next week's season review. So, gentlemen, should we talk about everything else? Yeah, that let's get into as a this. result of all this. I mean, yeah. there's there's a there's a few things we we kind of have to talk about here as well. On top of all this, first and foremost, we have a new world champion. You know yeah, that, that happened. That happened. Max Verstappen, 2021 Formula One World Champion. Brackets for now. Close brackets. But this, right now, mm. it counts. It's good. He's going to get his. Yeah. Shut up, Cam. <laughs> He's going to have his trophy tomorrow. Right. He we have to I, uh, trophy. Mm -hmm. yeah. I. Go, go. suit on. <laughs> the better man won. I'm inclined to agree. I, I look. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. How I view. Here's one of the things. If you believe in karma, if you believe in swings and roundabouts, right? Oh God, be careful here. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm not being careful. I'm I'm dancing on the edge of the cliff. I really thought Lewis Hamilton was owed some shit officiating after getting off pretty light in Silverstone. What I did not expect was the worst officiating in the history of <laughs> motorsport to plunge an axe into his title challenge. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> God, God. He was like... I mean, yeah. The, like, 
use an analogy, it really felt like <laughs> Lewis got Lewis got away with shoplifting, you know, a couple months ago, and then oh, he's getting a life sentence in prison. Oh shit! It's like it's like the racing gods were determined to fuck with Hamilton during that final race. Let's let's, let's weigh up the evidence. He took he takes the lead at the first corner. Survives a probable investigation under normal circumstances into turn one. He survives six seconds of lost time in a fight with Sergio Perez, who, by the way, was friggin' brilliant to back the wagon up after the, that was, after the first round we'll, of the We'll expand on that later. That was the single most important piece of number two driver driving right. all year. Right. The VSC comes out. Red Bull goes for broke for the two-stop strategy in the end to try and gun and him down. To. And they had to, because that was the only way they were going to win this title, because they could not win on pace alone. And if that yellow flag safety car for Latifi's car is a couple of laps earlier, Hamilton probably has enough time to have a pit stop under safety car and still come out in front. Even before Massey's final call, the racing gods did no, not, not look kindly that. on Hamilton. You know, it's, it would have been it, tight it, otherwise. Well, that's <laughs> just it, is that because Perez was... An animal, in the words of oh, his God. own uh, team. Um, you, you know, you thought that, okay, Lewis has already got him, it's done. And then Perez dives back up the inside and pulls Beautiful. a Hamilton 2016, uh, holding him up. You know, turnabout is fair play. Yeah, yeah. this was really... And that it's... six, seven seconds that he held him up was the six or seven seconds that Hamilton could not use to pit regardless of where Verstappen was, regardless mm -hmm. of the safety car, and be safe from Verstappen on that final safety car restart. Yeah. Right. Perez, not that we knew it at the time, not that we knew what Massey was about to do to this race. <laughs> Sergio Perez will never Played have to buy the meanest piece of number two driving, maybe ever. Sergio Perez will never have to buy another drink in the, in the, in the borough of Milton Keynes again. Never, never yeah, ever. Yeah. Sergio Don't. Perez and Nicholas Latifi have a lifetime supply of Red Bull. There are employees at Red Bull that are trying to fund him a roundabout in Milton Keynes as we speak. <laughs> I am not joking. This is a real thing. Like, <laughs> can we also uh, can we also take this opportunity to uh, to point out that if you're out here sending death threats to Nicholas Latifi and by extension Mick Schumacher over this, you're you're a repugnant piece of shit, and you don't deserve oh, internet access or a, or a Formula One TV yeah. subscription. Yeah, it's it's not soon. that important. It's it's sport. Keep your death threats to yourself. Yeah, but right. to focus back on the champion, he wasn't the better driver on the day. Um, no. Put in the lap he should have done the previous week, but crashed to yep. dominate qualifying. Mm -hmm. And it looks like Red Bull went all in on the qualifying setup because he just did off the line and all the way through he just didn't have it. But on the season, broke the podium record. Mm. 18. And 18 podiums. And in races where we did not have mitigating circumstances, he finished first or second. I... It's tough for me to put this point into words because, like... I do not like the way Max Verstappen conducts himself as a public figure the way compared to Lewis Hamilton. Because sure. Lewis Hamilton will, will at least at least wants to try and better society around him and not just be an athlete that's concerned about his own accomplishments. Sometimes it's fine, but I feel like in Matt's cases, um, he sometimes it, 
at times I'll, I've, I'll come out and say it like he's anti-social progress at times yeah. and so are his fans or it'd be better but off will, like it would be better off if he said nothing at some point but Rock, i will absolutely. never i will never ever assert that he frauded his way to a championship after 10 after a 10 win 18 podium season yeah there's That's a reason the, the, there's a reason why they went into this race tied yeah yeah um and Trust me, I would have loved to have seen like the championship stay with Lewis Hamilton, the Progress Pride fl- flag helmet, uh, on the top step of the podium. Dunk that pride, dump that pride helmet. Dunk it on the entire Middle East. Dunk it on their heads. You're, we're dunking like, it on I, Middle Eastern monarchies. Because, like, I forget, like I forget who tweeted this out exactly, but I was surprised by the reaction when. Someone pointed out that there's, you know, bigger things in motorsport, and this and this person was a hundred percent correct that, like, Lewis Hamilton lo- losing this championship isn't the end of the world. It yeah, is not setting back, you know, progress for certain movements a decade. He lost a sporting competition. Yeah, there are far bigger things. Lewis Hamilton's Ultimately, reputation is still intact. It's ultimately, blowing. the ultimately Red Bull had something presented to them, and they took it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they say what happened did yeah. nothing and, sportingly incorrect. Yeah, and I was going to say, look, Red Bull were always in the position to take advantage of shenanigans from behind because they were not, they were never going to win this race leading the charge after turn one. It was that simple. And look, see, my thing with that final yeah. safety car, no matter what. I think 10 out of 10 times they bring Max in for softs because that's where the Red Bull was the happiest. Mm. Low of fuel, course. softs, the engine kicking out as much lose. horsepower as it I- can, and we'll get to the engine provider in a moment because I got some shit to say. Yeah. But I think they pit him no matter what, yeah. irrespective of, of track position. I think Mercedes left something on the table by not pitting Hamilton. That's the only thing Mercedes really did like, uh, incorrectly as sporting yep. is like they could have, the they could have pitted Lewis Hamilton. Okay. I know we could get into like, well, total order should not, should not have been lobbying on the radio. Like, well, they have the opportunity to do so. It's not that they play, they cheated on their hands. It's that just that we don't know if the hand should have ever been dealt. Yeah. So I'd uh, say, I think they, during that during that first VSC period, roughly like just past midway during the race, that's when in. that's when they should have pit loose. That was their yes. one opportunity where it seemed logical for them to pit loose and be okay. At the end, during that with six to go and and the yellow coming out, I think hundred percent every single time based on how we know this could play out based on the rule book. You don't pit loose. It. It was again. I don't I know if I don't know if it was guaranteed that we weren't going to get the race going again, and it feels like Mercedes bet on that. Yeah. So I I say a hundred percent you don't pit Lewis because if one we restart without the cars lapping themselves, uh, if we do that, uh, you have the car buffer. You still have that. If you pit, you lose mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, if we red flag and do a standing restart, well, you have the opportunity to change tires regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Look, 
I just I, don't think he was. I, I don't think Red Bull was ever going to leave Max out. Oh yeah, given, Red Bull was yeah. always going to pit. Yeah, Red Bull that, had nothing to and lose. And that's just it. <laughs> yeah, Red Bull. I don't. Had I don't to think lose, it was a risk to track to position. I don't think it was yeah. a risk to track position to pit Lewis on that final safety car. I, I yeah, I, I think the VSC is where the damage was done because they could, even though I know Hamilton didn't have any fresh sets of tires left for the weekend at that point, they could have covered off Max and they had time in hand. Um, both them so, on a practice set of uh, both them on a practice set of mediums. The Mercedes was a a missile on the medium tires yeah, all weekend. Right. That was their error that ultimately cost him because when that happens and you leave him out to dry on a one-stopper, there is always a risk a late safety car can screw you up in terms of strategy. And, you know, like I said, Red Bull were always going to gamble. That They were always going to do that because at that point, they had nothing to lose. You know, they had 30 seconds of clear air behind them to Sergio Perez, who's race sadly um, ended during that final safety car due to an oil ah. pressure problem. Um, you know, it ended up costing them dear. But even so, like... Look, on Verstappen's overall, the one stat that gets that gets me every time, 18 top two finishes this season. That is positively insane. Yeah. Like, uh, just how good he's been this year. Yeah. He has basically given Hamilton zero room to breathe the entire year. Hamilton never had a championship be bigger than 14 points. That was the yeah, biggest and, advantage he had all year. And, and, of, and of the races that weren't podiums, he got taken out by Lewis and Silverstone. Um, he finished and grabbed a couple very valuable points with half a car after the uh, the nightmare in Hungary. He blew a tire and in then at the tire in Baku, which he was on course to win, mm-hmm. and the race in Monza, where uh, well, Lewis wa- Lewis wanted him to yield, Max wanted him to yield, and both of them disagreed. Yeah, yeah. There's mitigating circumstances behind all four races this season where Verstappen didn't finish in the top two. That is ridiculous consistency. That is ridiculous consistency that we I don't think I've ever seen in F1, not since probably the days of Schumacher in maybe 04 or something stupid like that. This is um, the potential that people were excited about when they were having bidding wars for Max Verstappen halfway through his first season in cars at the age of 16. I never saw it yeah. like that. Honestly, I always thought, what's the hype over this Verstappen kid? And then it ended up... He ended up. He ended up being everything we thought he was going to be, and that is well and, remarkable. And the thing is, is that this year, and I think it started, like I've mentioned before, I think it started last year because I think he 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 figured out how to race without just being balls to the walls twenty four seven. But he, he was racing alone. He he didn't but, completely sell himself out. But he can, but he can, he can turn it on and he can turn it off. I think the main reason why he's been so over the line and aggressive with Lewis is because of what happened at Silverstone. Because yeah. he hasn't really raced anyone else that way this year, yeah, where he's no. just he's on no one basically else putting him. Yeah, but even <laughs> but like even when he passed signs during this race because of uh, after the first pit stop, he didn't do what he did at uh, lap one, which was basically put Lewis in a position where he's either going to yield or cut the corner. Right. And then he cut the corner and race control ruled that he would have given back the time uh, that he gained uh, as he was rejoining the track, which, okay, they're side by side in the middle of the corner. And then by the time they exit the complex, Hamilton is a second up the road and pulling. 
yeah, I thought I, I'm not bothered at all by them not asking Lewis to give the place back because ultimately mm-hmm. I think it was kind of a it, it was a legitimate but a borderline move. Saying that he had gave, given the time gained back was nonsense, and it was a it, it was a it was a hands off call because of the show. Uh-huh. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up in a sentence: Brazil, Verstappen left the track and gained an advantage. No investigation necessary. Sport goes mild, goes wild. Get a right to review that was settled or whatever. Saudi Arabia, Verstappen cuts the corner twice and gains an advantage. First time round, the plea deal. Second time round, five-second time penalty. So we've established that we, we may or may not have seen a makeup call. Third time round, Hamilton leaves the track, blatantly gains an advantage, no investigation necessary. And so when is a penalty not a penalty? for the last race, and the justification for in Saudi Arabia was that Lewis did not leave the track, Max did. This time the reverse happened, the reverse call happens, because the FIA is so... Good at their jobs. Right. And uh. <laughs> it's just great. It's great times. Look, we've got to talk a little about some other things in here as well. Congrats to Honda. It's a, it's a damn shame damn. that uh, Honda wins a title again. It's like Mark Marquez wasn't even necessary this year. Who'd have funk it? Um, it's a shame I'm they're leaving us. Five laps. Five laps at this track in 2014. <laughs> five laps in the back of a Mod McLaren. Uh, oh. It's Honda so great Link. to see yeah. Honda put it all together, and I know that technology is going to be put to good use. I, I hope it's going to be put to good use when all of it is transferred into Red Bull's hands going forward. Um, yeah. Look, I would like to think they is... will be back at some point. Because traditionally, <laughs> history says, you saw it on the top of Yuki Tsunoda's helmet, tradition kind of says that, like, they get bored of it for a while, and then they said, ah, I'll kick it around again. What's the worst that could happen? The, the way they were talking after this one, and considering Honda's current uh, chief operating officer, hmm. I'm not entirely sure about that one. What I will say is that Honda were a joke. Honda were the laughing stock of the motorsport world for oh, yeah. three years. Three years. They were 5.1 seconds a lap off the pace in 2015 Australian Grand Prix qualifying. Mm. There is a lot of very hardworking men and women in Milton Keynes, in uh, in in Sakura. Um, in Sakura, and the artist formerly known as Minardi facility, who put in a lot of hard, a lot of hard long nights working away at this to see this happen. McLaren will always regret that they let this marriage get as bad as it did. Yeah, and there was fault on both sides, but yeah. I think that given where this given where this engine manufacturer came into the sport a year early, wholly unprepared and with an engine that could barely see out single-digit laps, to bow out Rightly or wrongly, given the circumstances, mm. as those who toppled the mighty Mercedes Empire, at least in the drivers' con- uh, championship, yeah. is a testament to the work of those people in Japan, yeah, Britain, and Italy. Oh yeah, yeah. No kidding. Congrats to them. Um, well, we got to give a shout out to Lewis Hamilton as well. I mean, he was phenomenal. I got- 
And I just like, yet another ridiculous Hamilton season. Look, it, this is no, like, just because it's not world title number eight has not made his GOAT argument any less compelling. I think people need mm. to not lose sight of that too much. And I also, on a human level, want to applaud him and his dad, Anthony, for handling that defeat with such grace and dignity. Because yeah, my you know word, how, Do you know how hard it would be to want to make eye contact with Jasper Stappen, let alone shake his hand oh. and congratulate him and his son on winning fuck a championship? That That's a lord. You, that fuck, is a- fuck that guy. Um, Lewis Hamilton's probably the most mature person in all of this. Yeah. The way he's handled it um, has kind of not really been seen other than today, December 15th, when he was knighted. He is Finally. officially, in writing, Sir Lewis Hamilton. Give him a sword and, uh, in the cockpit. Arm him with a sword. Yeah. <laughs> and look, it takes two to make a season. Like, this season deserved to not have what happened happen. And it's he because of these two. three laps sprints. We, he he made that possible alongside Max, and yeah. I can only commend, I can only commend him for the year. Yeah, yeah. On a basic human level, Hamilton handled this with immense grace and dignity. I said it on Twitter. I'll say it again here. He is a unbelievable ambassador for this sport that I could not have dreamed of when he made his debut fourteen years ago, and. The sport is in very, very good hands with him as its figurehead. No doubt about that. Um, and he grew into he it, wasn't, much like Sebastian he, Vettel did. Oh, yeah. look, I I couldn't be prouder to be a Sebastian Vettel fan after the year he's had. because Sebastian again, Vettel doing donuts for P11. P11 and the Crypto.com Overtake Award. Yeah, baby! We want an Overtaking Award that counts first lap overtakes, which is a bunch of bullshit. But we take the can silver I just say. Can I just say, I hope he gets his one million jelly bean prize. Yes. And nothing but respect for my greatest of all time. He won the Grill the Grid Championship and the Overtake Championship. Two championships in one season. Ran, ran down all them world champions of grace as well. But look, you said. Who like, says Sebastian I'm- Vettel can't overtake? I know. Isn't that those? Isn't that just the greatest irony of all? After all those years of criticism, <laughs> that the man won an Overtake Award. It's just wonderful. Salute to Sam as well. I mean, we also we also got to say goodbye after I think it's three hundred and forty ninth and final Grand Prix yeah. for one Kimi Raikkonen who will be well, retiring. He, better. The, he yeah. really did. I mean, he, he had a DNF in his final race. Not just um, that he DNF'd. He missed Q one. It was like it was the most oh. subdued way of going out. It was. And yeah. Um, that's, um, yeah. Yeah. He had a, a wheel nut issue that uh, sent him careening off. With a, I think I think it was the right rear hub uh, started Oof. having problems and Brutal. spun him off. We say goodbye to him um, as my former favorite, as long ago my former favorite driver and the winner of the first F1 race I went out of my way to watch. 2005 Japan gang, oh. uh, stand up. Well, the greatest race feels ever. weird. I I uh, because I didn't really watch a lot of F1 because well time zones and all that shit. Mm. I don't really know a Formula One without Kimi Raikkonen because I didn't watch much during the couple of years that he was retired. Mm. All of this was so improbable because when he broke into the sport, he had half the car racing experience that Max Verstappen did when he came into the sport. Hmm. He was supposed to be going to Formula 3, not Formula 1 the year that we went to Formula 1. 
and then an unexpected seat turns into an unexpected drive at McLaren, which turns into a world championship at Ferrari, being bought out of the richest contract to sit home, and then adding another 10 years onto his career after going and doing other stuff. That will always have my respect. No matter what, no matter how much Formula One I end up watching in my life, the sight of that evil West McLaren scything around the outside <laughs> of a Renault into turn one of Suzuka Ooh. will be forever etched in my mind. Those, Shout out to those. Antonio Giovinazzi as well. He said it's not yeah. his last race in F1. It likely is. He worked his ass off to get to this series, and he deserved a lot better for the three-plus seasons that he got out of it. Uh, please Tell you do not suck a drag. Aggravating with Gio is yeah. if he drove the way he did in the second half of the season, the way he did in the first, he might still have his job. Yeah, frustrating indeed. But he still has great hair. Um, look, That's shout out to Italian Jesus. Yeah, sh- look, sh- look, shout out to, to Kimmy as well. Look, man, I will never forget some of those low fuel runs that Kimmy Raikkonen was doing, like essentially in qualifying trim growing up as a young adult, seeing those timing gaps get bigger and bigger. Raikkonen had more outright speed than almost anyone anyone I've ever seen in this sport. Um, it's a kind of, a, if anything, it's kind of a shame that he became such a cult figure in the second half of his career because I think it almost lost sight of just what a damn good racing driver he was until about yeah. 2014. Um, you know, and it's 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 kind of a shame how social media has kind of wrapped up how we think of these drivers and, and time changes how we yeah. perceive people over the years, but. Yeah. Raikkonen was a goddamn amazing racing yeah. driver. We know Raikkonen as the, time, as the caricature know. of himself, but I think over time we're going to get to realize that like, this guy is really good. And I know he only has one world championship for show for it, but I do think it would be, in a strange way, it's kind of fitting that he, he is a world champion, maybe not the most decorated champion that there is, but at least he has one to show that, like, hey, when I was at the top of my game, I, I could do things that were so incredible. 17 points out with 20 available. If you want to watch him, if you want to watch Kimi Raikkonen peak Kimi Raikkonen, watch the end of the 2004 Belgian Grand Prix. Left in this, uh, not a dissimilar situation uh, right at the end of the race, in an inferior McLaren ahead of two F2004s, turned to Michael Schumacher and said, bet. Oh, yeah. And won McLaren's oh, yeah. only race of that year. Deep, deep, there's not deep. many... There's not many people you could say that to... You could say that to 2004 Michael Schumacher. He did. Yeah, he did. A salute to him. And just before we go, feathers, how do we feel about it all? Like, like just speak from your chest for a couple of minutes. I mean, what, how do you feel now? I mean, we're, we're, what, four days out? Of this now, yeah, um, is happens. that a phone? I is that a phone I hear? Because <laughs> I fucking called it. <laughs> you did. You did. You however, had, you, had, however. you had the faith in Red Bull from start to finish. I have. Mm. There is no shame in that. You called it. You called it, man. I called it. However, didn't expect that. No, <laughs> no I don't think anybody did. You know, can't say I expected it to end that way. No, no. Look, for me, me personally, it's it's a damn shame seeing a thermonuclear reaction. This is this was this was one of, and we'll talk about it more next week during our inevitable F1 season review. 
this was one of the best seasons I've ever watched between two incredible racing drivers. One, probably the greatest of all time. One that probably will be one of the greatest of all time by the time it's all said and done. Um, it was a remarkable title fight that's going to leave a horribly bitter aftertaste in the mouth because we as a fan was, ironically, in the sport trying to produce a great finish. It ended up producing the worst finish possible. And that is horribly cruel and... I can understand why the reactions have been so nuclear to a degree. I don't like F1 Twitter to like to a large degree. I think a lot of it is yeah. stupid and wrapped up in emotions and you know sports fan yeah, over. Think... Oh, it is nuts. Sorry, can't give someone a second here. But just yeah, it's a damn shame because I I hope as this ages over time, people remember how wonderful this fight yeah. was to get to that point. And Not honestly, I think necessarily it how it ended. I've got optimism that we will remember this uh, championship pursuit more fondly about the way that we built up to this point rather than the way that it ultimately ended. Because in 2021, there were enough moments in one season to outstrip many of the seasons before that. You know, I, sure. I've said it before, I've said it again, like if the racing was this good for the last four years, they wouldn't need to change anything next year. Right. Yeah. Um After the season we had, Formula One, Lewis Hamilton, and Max Verstappen deserved better than what was given to them to cap this off. Yeah. This season was so good. Had so many flashpoints. Had so much just good racing. Mm. And competition at the front, all the way through the midfield battle, was phenomenal this year. Yeah. I mean, un unless you're Haas, but, uh, you know, Haas <laughs> F1. But it deserved better than the way it ended. Absolutely. And I hope that I hope that as it ages over time, however, this ends up getting ruled because no matter what, one side is going to feel aggrieved and rightfully so. Mm -hmm. I hope we can remember the racing. Yeah, definitely. Dang. I don't know if we can, but I I can hope. I think we're all in agreement on that. Yeah, King, this is also amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm honestly I'm looking forward to next year. I'm looking forward to 2022. Whether, uh, whether Michael Massey will be there in 2022 or not, that depends. <laughs> you, you watch. He, he's going to resign. He's going to get himself a Twitter account and he's going to have takes and everybody's just going to forget all this even happened. Right. Perfect ending. Uh, look, it's it it guys. It's been real. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed we that. Did it. And uh, we, we did it. it. We got through twenty twenty one. Free. We are free. Uh, We're next free. week, we we got our end of season party stuff. We got we got our Formula One season review next week. That'll be our Christmas special. And then the week after that, the Motorsport One Hundred One Awards are back. That's going to be fun yes. as well. We'll, well. we'll break some of that down as well. We might even get up. We might even get Cam in a suit this time. Who knows? Um, <laughs> one could only hard try. Although I do appreciate the Godzilla shirt most definitely. That was a uh, well, that's, well, that's well played suit. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, with that. That, that is, that's that's the represent. This is this is Honda's power unit this year, right here. I'm, I'm, I'm monster indeed. Yes, right. So our season review will be next week. Hope you guys tune in for that one. I've been Dre Harrison. Yeah, let's let's wrap it up before we get out of here. We're basically once one more time. YouTube.com forward slash motorsport101. Facebook.com forward slash motorsport101. Twitter at motorsport underscore 101. Our personal handles on the screen. If not, 
at Harrison One One HD, at RJ O'Connell, at Ryan Eric King, and at C Buckley Nine One Seven. Instagram Motorsport One One Pod. New website Motorsport One One. Check it out on there. There'll never be more from me on there. Yes, I use the word shit show to headline an article. Way to get that SEO. Um, all that's on there. <laughs> Patreon talk. Um, I should just let you know that it won't come up on SEO because it's a profanity. I know! I thought it was funny! Let me have my funny! Um, Ermily on patreon.com forward slash uh, Motorsport 101. We can, we can back us on there for all that good stuff as well. I've been Dre Harrison, they've been RJ O'Connell, Cam Buckley, and Ryan Eric King. That was the 2021 Formula 1 season, and boy, was, uh, was that a lot, to say the least. Until next time, sayonara. Later, y'all! Bye. <laughs> the only time I'll ever get a championship prediction right on this show. I love how I love how both Sergio Perez and Valtteri Bottas in their final races uh, gave us the ultimate experience of number two driving. Perez defending for his life, being the ultimate wingman. Terry Bottas, just vibes. Just vibes. Just vibes. <laughs>